Good evening and welcome to the online academic session. Once again, I will say Happy New Year. Today we're going to be discussing criminal litigation and the topic is on charges. We're going to look at the first basic information on charges, which is the definition. So what is a charge sheet? A charge sheet is document read to the accused or defendant upon arraignment. Now please take note of what I said, accused or defendant. The rationale behind the term accused or defendant is basically on the allocation of arraignment. Once again, pay close attention to this. If they are to be arraigned in Lagos, defendant, if they are to be arraigned in Federal Capital Territory Abuja, they are also called defendant. If they are to be arraigned in the South, defendant. But when they are arraigned in the North, they are called accused. And where the accused is more than one, it referred to as accused person. So be very careful as to when to use the word defendant and as when to use the word accused. Consider location. Now let's go back to the topic. Now it's important to note that the charge sheet or charge used in trying an accused or defendant before the court are different types. Now what are the different types of charges that we have? I will tell you. One, they call it charge with the leave of the court. Two, information. And three, charge by first information report i'm going to say it once again one charge with leave of the court two information and three charge by first information report often known as fir now in as much we understand their names it is most appropriate or important if we understand their usage that brings us to how are these various charges used I should bring to your notice that what determine on how the charge is drafted or used is on two factors, namely the courts and two, the location. So let's look at how the courts as well as location affect the type of charge sheets. I hope you are with me. So let's proceed. Now let's start with magistrate court. For the magistrate court, I'm still going to be bringing out the four locations, which are Lagos, Abuja, South and North. For the magistrates in the South, they use charge. Please take note, magistrate in the South use charge. Magistrate in Lagos also use charge. Magistrate in the North use charge by first information report. And the magistrates in the north, in Abuja, so rather, use charge. So we're going to go through it again. Lagos, charge. South, charge. Abuja, charge. And for magistrates in the north, they use first information report. Now please note that in Abuja, they can as well use first information report. Now let's go to the high court. The High Court 
Also, we're going to be going through Lagos, South, Abuja, and North. So let's start again. In the High Court in the South, information. High Court in the North, charge. High Court in Lagos, information. And High Court of the Federal Capital Territory, Abuja, information. So let's go through it again. South, information at the High Court. Lagos, information at the High Court. Abuja, information. And in the North, charge. Now let's go to the last, which is the Federal High Court. For the Federal High Court, is considered as one irrespective of the location. So please take note, all Federal High Court is the same irrespective of location. So all Federal High Court, what we use is charge. That's a summary of what we have said. What determines the type of charge sheets you use is the court and the location. And for this reason, I highlighted three courts, magistrates, high courts, and the Federal High Court. And in these three courts, we are able to find out what differentiates the type of charge sheet was majorly location. Going to the magistrate court, I mentioned Lagos charge, South charge, Abuja charge, and in the North first information report. And I also made mention that Abuja may also use first information report. I went to the high court and I still made mention of the four locations which are South information, Lagos information, Abuja information, and North charge. And when I approached the Federal High Court, I told you, irrespective of location, they still use charge. Now that we have gotten the basics as to how the type of charges are influenced by location, let's go to the next thing, which is the basic content of a charge sheet. Now, in the course of drafting a charge sheet, there are certain things you must take into consideration, and they are called contents. Now, what should a charge sheet contain? That is our question. Now, a proper look at a charge sheet, you will observe the following. But please make sure that location be your guiding point in the content of the charge sheet. I will tell you why. Now let's start. The first content of a charge sheet is the heading of the court. That tells you that every charge sheet must have the heading of the court. But what determines how the heading is drafted is the court. So let's go through some headings. We'll start from the magistrate, we'll proceed to the high, and we stop at the federal high court. So let's start with magistrate. The heading in the Magistrate Court, let's use Lagos for example, in the Magistrate Court of Lagos States, in the Lagos Magisterial District, please take note, Magisterial District, holding, the holding is spelled H-O-L-D-E-N at Lagos. So let's look at it once again. In the Magistrate Court of Lagos States, in the Lagos Magisterial District, holding at lagos that's the heading so let's go to the high court at the high court it is drafted as in the high court of lagos states in the lagos judicial division holding at lagos you will observe that at lagos we use judicial division rather than magisterial 
district. But now look at the Federal High Court. Please pay attention. At the Federal High Court, it is drafted. In the Federal High Court of Nigeria, in the Lagos Judicial Division, holding at Lagos. That tells you that the beginning of every charge sheet must commence with the heading of the court. Now, having stated that, the next thing a charge sheet should contain is the reference number. The reference number is usually situated at the top right flank of your book or your sheet, depending on what you're using to draft. Now, but what determines how the reference number is couched is location. So let's see. In the South, it is called charge number. In Lagos, it is called charge number. In Abuja, it is called charge number. But in the North, it is called case number. I'll say it again. In the South, charge number, not case number. Lagos, charge number. And Abuja, charge number. It is important to note that the Federal High Court, the reference number, still maintain the charge number. But please leave the charge number blank. That is, you can write charge number, then you write dot, three dot, or four dot, or five dot, 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 dot. Do not number it. It is the duty of the registrar to assign that number and not you. So let's proceed. Now, after the reference number, the next thing that is containing a charge sheet is the parties. But it's important to note that there are two factors that may affect how the parties are drafted. And what are those factors? Please take note again, the courts and as well as location. So let's start. At the magistrate court, the complainant is commissioner of police. That is, if you want to draft a charge sheet at the magistrate court, please take note. The complainant will be called the commissioner of police. But eventually, it happens to be in the Federal Capital Territory. You may still use commissioner of police or inspector general of police. That's for the magistrate court. For the high courts, location plays a very big role as to who becomes the complainant. In Lagos, the complainant is the state of Lagos. Now, it's important to note that formerly they were known as the people of Lagos State. So if you are reading books, which still states the people of Lagos State as complainant, it is outdated because Lagos State transformed from the states to the people of Lagos State, but currently known as the state of Lagos. Tomorrow, it might be all the citizens of Lagos, but it then it remains the state of Lagos as the complainant. In the north, the state. In the south, the state. But when you are in the federal capital territory, that's at the high court, it becomes the complainant, is the Federal Republic of Nigeria. So let's do a run through. In Lagos, the complainant at the high court, the state of Lagos. In the north, the state. In the south, the state while at the FCT, it is called the Federal Republic of Nigeria. At the Federal High Court as well, the complainant is called the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Now, in drafting the offenders, I told you that location play a vital role or how the offenders are described. In the North, they are called accused, but peradventure in the scenario, you have more than one person who actually committed the offense, you call them accused 
persons. As little as this information is, it determines how powerful your grade may be. So never take anything for granted. Now let's proceed. Now having said that, in the South Lagos and Abuja, they are called defendants. And where there are more than one person, they are called defendants. So please take note. Now, after the parties, we have the main body. The main body is largely affected by the type of charge sheet. I told you we have charge, we have information, and we have charge by first information report. Now, let's start by charge. The main body of a charge do not contain preamble. There is a term called preamble. I'll tell you when we get to the preamble aspect of a charge sheet but a charge do not contain preamble. Secondly, a charge only has one paragraph because both the particulars of offense and the statement of offense are fused into the body. So you call it, let's for example, if Mr. A stole a goat, you say charge one, that you, Mr. A, did steal a goat on the dash day of dash, for example. Now, having said this, a charge, as I said earlier, do not have preamble and they have, they have the fusion of both statement of offense and particular offense in one count or charge. Now, let's go to information. For information, the main body contains a preamble, which simply tells you at the session holding at this, 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 the court has been informed by the AG of social states that the following person are charged with the following offenses. And that's a preamble. And that can only be contained in a charge sheet, which is drafted by way of information. Now, after the preamble, there is a separation of the statement of offense and the particular offense, unlike a charge, which is fused. Now, the statement of offense contains the law or the punishment section by which the defendant or accused person is charged while the particular offense contain the facts upon which the accused person is charged. Now for the last one, which is first information report, like I said earlier, it has three paragraphs or three bodies. It has the introduction, it has the charge, and it has the directional. So the main body of a charge sheet largely depends on the type of charge sheet. We'll brainstorming again. When the charge sheet is by charge, it has no preamble and contain one body, which is the fusion of both the particular offense and the statement of offense. And when it's by information, it has a preamble and it's a separation of the statement of offense as well as the particulars of offense. And when it comes to first information report, it has three content, which is the introduction, the main body and the direction of directing whether the court has the jurisdiction to try such offense or not. Now, after the main body, the next content of a charge sheet is the date. It is important to note that while dating a charge sheet, the purpose of the exam, you should be dating it on the date of your exams. And after the date, you have the franking. The franking simply tells you the parties who prepare the charge sheet. And paraventure you find yourself in Abuja, you must include for service on the defendant. Because in Abuja, according to your rule, a charge sheet must be served on the defendant. 
Now, having said all this, it is important to note that in understanding the drafting of chat sheet as to the main body, there is an acronym device to help students know how the content of the main body are arranged, and that acronym is called ADPOPS. ADPOPS is A D P O P V S. What does this ADPOPS stand for? The A stands for accused, that means in drafting the content of the main body of a charge sheet, the first thing must be the name of the accused or defendant, A, names of the accused. The D stands for date. After the names, what follows suit is the date. Then the P, which is in the part pops, stands for place and jurisdiction. The O stands for the offense which he has committed. The P, if any, which is the other P, stands for the property that must have been taken in the course of the offense and the V stands for the victim. And please take note, if it's a charge where there's a fusion of both statement of offense and particles of offense, you have the S, which is the section of law by which the accused person has violated. So I'll say it again, add pops, A, D, P, O, P, V, S. And that brings us to the end of charge part one. I'm so sorry to have taken your time, but for more information, you can get your Easy Read 2019 edition latest for more details. Thank you and have a nice day. Good morning. Welcome you back to the online learning section by Mr. Caleb Obagwena. Today we're going to be discussing charges part two. But I'm going to do a recap of part one. In part one, we discuss that charges are document read to the accused or defendant upon arraignment in compliance with the constitution that an accused or defendant should be informed of his offense. We went further to teach you that we have three types of charge sheets, namely charge, information, and charge by first information report. And we stated clearly that charge is used at the High Court in the North, information are used at the High Court in Lagos, South, and Abuja where the charge is preferred by the AG Federation or any member of his office, and also in Abuja where the charge is brought by other special prosecutors such as EFCC, NAVDAC, NDLA, we said they can use either charge or information. I will make you understand that there are basic content a charge sheet should have, which I named heading of the court, reference number, parties, preamble if the charge is by information, the main body, the dates, the franking, and for Abuja and the Federal High Court we have for Servison the accused or defender, most likely defendant, in compliance with section 1110 sub 2 of the Administration of Criminal Justice Act. And that's what we we'll discuss. So today, we're going to be looking at rules of drafting charges and the procedure for amendment of a charge sheet. 
There are four rules of drafting charges. And what are these rules? One, rules against ambiguity, rules against duplicity, rules against misjoinder of offenses, and the rules against misjoinder of offenders. The question is, how do I apply these rules? Or how do I know the application or the usage of this rule? Take a seat and I will take you for a ride. Now let's pick the first one, rules against ambiguity. The truth is this, the component of a chart sheet determines the application of the rules. That is to say, the rules sometimes affect a chart sheet as a whole, or it affects only the count or the charge that's the main body of the chart sheet. Now, rules against ambiguity is one that affects the count or charge and not the entire charge sheet. The question is, how does it affect the count or charge? Now, the count is the body of the charge that contains the particulars of offense, which is the fact, and the statement of offense, which is the law. And we devise a means of an acronym called ADPOPS in the last class, A D P O P V S. And I told you that ADPOPS is accused name, date, place and jurisdiction, offense, property if any, victim if any, and section of law. When all these elements are complete, it complies with the rules of ambiguity. That is, it is not against the rules of ambiguity. That is to say, when any time each of this content is missing, like there is no name mentioned in the count or charge, there is no date prescribing the time the offense was committed, the offense was not clearly stated, that affects the rules of ambiguity. So ambiguity, like I said, do not affect the charge sheet, will affect the count or the charge according to the information that must be clearly stated. It is important to note that this rule called ambiguity do not have an exception. Now, having said this, let's move into the rules of duplicity. Now, it's important to note that the rules of duplicity as well do not affect the charge sheet as a whole, but the count or the charge, which is part of the main body, which I earlier explained, containing the ADPOPS, which is the acronyms A-D-P-O-P-V-S. It is important to know that the role of duplicity in the count is to make sure that the ADPOPS having the O does not have more than one O, that is to say, should not have more than one offense. This is to tell you that every offense should be placed on a separate count. For instance, if I have five offense committed in a scenario, I should definitely be having five counts. Count one, stealing. Count two, rape. Count three, murder. But for any question where count indicates stealing and robbery, it has offend the rules of duplicity. And we don't want that happening. So when you read any scenario and you see two offenses stated in a single count or charge, it amounts to the rules against duplicity. Now, this rules against duplicity, however, has exceptions. We're going to take note of the exception and tell you the applicability of this exception to the by exams. Now, the truth is this. 
One of the exceptions to duplicity is statutory forms. I will explain definitely. Statutory forms are those forms attached to the rules of court in preparing a charge sheet. So if a charge sheet was prepared by simply filling a form, it has no room for various counts, so you can actually list all the offense in a single document, and by so doing, you are exempted from duplicity because you did not draft the charge, but you filled the form. Now the second is deficiency of money. Now once the money are of the same currency, though stolen in different transactions, it is better to sum them up in as much the victim of these circumstances is the same. Now it's important to note that most times these exceptions are just only for you to identify them and the multiple choice question, but usually not apply during theory. Because at theory, when drafting a charge, you have to stick with the general rule, except in some certain circumstances. Now let's move on. Let's go on to misjoinder of offenses. Now there's every likelihood that student is likely to mistake duplicity for misjoinder of offenses. Now remember, the purpose of duplicity is that it does not affect the charge sheet, but the count, which is the main body, or the charge. Misjoinder of offenses, on the other hand, affects the entire charge sheet. The question is how? Duplicity are offenses most likely committed in a single transaction, that is to say, on a single day, on a single event, but different offenses. That's duplicity. That is, it can survive in one charge sheet, but should be on a separate count. Misjoinder of offenses, on the other hand, is offenses committed by same person, but different transaction, which means different day. That is, on day one, he stole chicken, on day four, he raped Ada, on day five, he murdered Chima. That is to tell you that these offenses were not committed on a single transaction, but on a different transaction. Hence, they ought ordinarily to have been on a separate charge sheet. So when you see a charge sheet containing various dates, various events of different transactions, it means that that charge sheet is bad for misjoinder of offenses. For example, if a charge sheet carries that you or you or James on the 15th of April did steal and can two that you on the 17th of March did steal, the presence of these two different dates tells you that the transaction were not same and hence the charge sheet is bad for misjoinder of offenses. Unlike duplicity, where all the dates in the transaction are the same, but different offenses. Now let's move on to misjoinder of offenders. Now misjoinder of offenders is a state where all parties are charged on a separate charge sheet. Misjoinder of offenders affect the charge sheets entirely, just as misjoinder of offenses. So every charge sheet or every offender ought to have been given a separate charge sheet. That is, if Musa, James, and Paul did steal a charge sheet prepared for Peter, a charge sheet prepared for James, and a charge sheet prepared for Paul or Musa. But the exception is if the three of them have common purpose by which the act was carried out, 
Hence, their names can be on same charge sheet because there was a common purpose. Having said that, the summary of the rules is this. We have ambiguity and duplicity affecting the count, that is, in MCQ, once a count only is drafted, the likely answer can either be ambiguity or duplicity. But for them to ask questions on misjoined of offenses and offenders, an entire charge sheet is required because this is where it affects. So in simple term, duplicity, ambiguity, count the body, but misjoined of offenses and offenders affect the entire charge sheet. Having said this, we're going to move on to the very next topic, which is amendment of charge sheet. It is important to note the stage by which the charge sheet is amended than to rush into the procedure. Why did I say so? Now, it is important to note that charge sheet can be amended before the accused or defendant is arraigned or can be amended after his arraignment. The question is, before you pen down any information, find out the timing by which the charge sheet is amended because the procedure are not the same. Now let's proceed with the first one, amendment of charge sheets where the accused or defendant is not arraigned. In South and Lagos, all you need to do before arraignment is to approach the registrar, obtain the defective charge sheet and replace it with the amended charge sheet, period. That is all. But if you're in the north, you must seek the leave of court for the defective charge sheet to be replaced with the amended charge sheet. As simple as that. The reason is because the accused person or defendant has not been arraigned. But your position will be different if the accused or defendant has been arraigned. Simply because the procedure for arraignment or after arraignment rather of a charge sheet is because one, the accused person has been arraigned or defendant has been arraigned and the charge sheet is sought to be amended. So the procedure will take this form. And what is this procedure? One, the charge sheet will be read again to the accused or defendant in the dock. I look at it in the first procedure, there was no reading again because there was no arraignment. But in this time, there must be the reading again of the charge sheet. Two, the defendant or accused person will take his plea, guilty or not guilty. Three, the courts will now endorse on the amended what? Charge sheet. Four, the court will ask the party if they are willing to continue or most likely adjoin to prepare for the new charge. It is important to note that the effect of amendment of a charge sheet after arraignment is that the case starts de novo, which means it starts afresh. So in summary, you must take note of the timing by which a charge sheet is amended rather than the procedure. First, you must understand that charge sheet can be amended before and can be amended after. That is to say, when you read any question, please be mindful of the timing of the amendment of charge sheet. Thank you. And this is your own online teacher, Mr. Bwagula Caleb. And I assure you, please get your Easy Read Handbook 2019 edition for more information. Thank you.